Yep. We've got um, Maxwell trial date November 29. Does just come in today. What's your thoughts on that then? Maybe, right? I mean, <laughs> that could get. <laughs> it's um, they say okay, especially July 12th, and because there are more witnesses, um, and more charges actually that have been brought against her, they didn't have enough time to prepare, so they're going to move it. And I actually kind of agree with that. It is sort of the 11th hour to be adding so many charges, and what do they have like 2.9? million pages of information against her so fine it gets bumped to november that might get bumped to january we'll see but um you know she's rotten in prison so i am not shedding any tears but i i was excited i was like this is gonna be a great summer but uh in the back of my head i thought nah they're not gonna do it in july but oh well. are you disappointed that no big names have been indicted with maxwell Jean-Luc Brunel's in prison, and that's pretty good. I mean, that's a mid-tier, at least. And um, other names, like Leon Black is resigning. Robert Kraft is crawling you know, down the ladder, trying to hide. Wexler's getting rid of assets. So although they're not in prison, the, the cockroaches are scurrying around, you know. Um, <laughs> Dershowitz is, putting, is trying to throw a uh, Bill Gates employee under the bus. Um, of course, he had his underwear on, so it's all good. Um, but yeah, I wish I wish we could get like a Clinton or something like that. We did have the new old photos from the uh, Epstein and Maxwell with Bill Clinton in the East Wing of the White House in 1993. And that's important because a lot of people I've been saying they blackmailed Clinton to get James Woolsey into the CIA because that's what Israel wanted. And they got it. It's the guy that lied about anthrax and da, 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 da. And they're like, no, he was in before they met the Clintons because Clinton was, you know, on that trip to Africa after that. I said, trust me, the relationship is way earlier. Bam, pictures come out in 1993, minimal. And he had to know him before that. You don't just meet someone and go to the White House, right? So that came out. The Clintons, though, they always seem to, you know, they get away with murder, literally. <laughs> so they're just too well connected. But I'd love to get a big name like that. I want Dubin, Wexner, Black, and Gates to go to jail because that's the finances of the whole thing. Without them, it doesn't exist. All right. So you said Leon Black is, is uh, quitting his job. What's been announced there officially? Well, so from, I mean, it's that he's stepping down as chairman and he's stepping, down, but he's not really because. They did, uh, I think we covered this. Maybe I, I talk about Epstein to so many people now. I don't remember what I said where, but <laughs> he uh, first, he, he's pulled a Richard Pearl. Like, oh, I'm going to come down from this title, but he's still at the meetings and stuff. And it's illegal. So what they said is, because like, if you're not on the board and you're not a chairman, then you can't be at the board meeting. So they just changed the name of the and nature of the meeting, but it was definitely a board meeting. He was still there. But the fact that he's crawling away and there was an investigation to him that uncovered $158 million that he gave to Epstein. Uh, there's an additional $10 million, though, that he gave to Gratitude America through an LLC that I found a long time ago. So that's $168 million because that $10 million was not in the reports. So I'm like, how did you how did you miss this? I found this from my chair in Japan. Come on, guys. But whatever. Um, there's no reason to do that. And and if he's saying, oh, philanthropy or taxes or, or tax evasion or whatever, you're a billionaire. You have a list of professionals that that's all they do. And you're going to go to this weirdo. 
And what in the hell is worth 158, 168 million dollars? Come on. Exactly. So it is preposterous, isn't it? And his employee, Robert Kraft, that owns an American football team, uh, was the one that got caught with the happy ending massages in Florida. And that's confusing to me, too. I'm like, how addicted to this are you? You're a billionaire. You could fly to Vegas and do that legally. Hell, you could fly to the Netherlands, wherever you want and do it. Legally. Like, you're in Florida and you just got to have it now, right? So he gets caught doing that. And the women are the ones that got in trouble because it is illegal. And uh, Kraft and some of his underlings that were doing this, they all weaseled their way out of it. Other than the bad publicity, nothing legally happened to them. Pretty hard in Florida uh, to prosecute these people, it seems like. They own the cops down there. So Liam Black gave almost $200 then to Epstein. That we know of. I mean, that we know of. What... How does that work? I mean, what would that actually be for? What's your theory? Well, he doesn't give a good excuse, does he? I mean, if, we, if we, you we are, we know his excuse, but what do you actually think it was for? Well, he's blackmailed. I mean, it's well, it's for it's for the Israeli state. Um, these people. So what'll happen is, yeah, you pay off Epstein his pound of flesh, and he'll get a bunch of investors uh, into your projects, right? That's what he did for Dubin. Uh, that's what he he did for different universities. This he, universities, especially Ohio State, and you and I covered that one with the Schottenstein family and and all that mess with Abigail Wexner. Um, he was doing a similar thing in Harvard and MIT and stuff. They use these as money laundering operations, and so what they do is they just bounce money around in a triangle. It goes from a foundation, part of it goes to a university, and then it goes back to uh, an Epstein-held subsidiary, and. The spread might be like, oh, he's going to donate 30000 He only gets 10000 back. And they go, where did the other $20 million go? Well, over on the different university, he's getting another ten and another ten somewhere else. And it, it all evens out and nobody pays taxes on anything. And it's not that unusual. But you still don't need Epstein to do that. Like there's – I'm fine with people not paying taxes. I hate – in America, our taxes go to blow up brown people. And, and we don't have any social programs or whatever. But – you know, they're, that's what they're doing is avoiding it, but they don't need his advice for that. But you'll pay the guy whatever he asks for if he's got you on tape doing the R word to little kids. And that seems to be what, you know, what? why is Bill Gates, $170 billion person doing, even noticing Epstein? He four doesn't years, need his advice. He after, definitely doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> four years after the conviction... Four years, four years after he knows better. His wife met him too, thought he was creepy as hell. And uh, I actually sent physical mail to their offices in Seattle and his wife. I don't know if they ever got it, whatever, but I gave him Epstein files. Um, but she, I think when the news came out in 2019, Bill had probably just lied to her. And then all the media was saying what a scumbag Epstein was and what he was doing. And she knows that he stayed late nights at the, the place in New York and you know he's flying around on Epstein planes he has his own planes plural and what what are you doing Mr. Gates uh for those who don't know that's the Microsoft guy the millennials might know Bill Gates is the man that pretends to be a doctor on TV uh, and also buys more farmland than Monsanto <laughs> he's I'm not going to get into the the thing that's going around in the world because this is YouTube, you know, the the thing that gets people sick. But 
we we can in the next uh segment or whatever i get actually actually i probably it's patreon my my oven you too for that but um bill is very involved in that too and that's something that if you want to know maybe then come over to my uh website and, and hear the rest of that story but so they they use these universities though to launder money and universities like i don't know if you've ever heard of the microwire case it was should have been a huge story john hanacio these there was a microwire invention lets you track things from far distances manipulate artillery midair it's a dual use technology and around 2015 it was stolen the patents for it were they basically just the government came got private industry didn't give them the patents stole the technology and sold the trade secrets to larger corporations as well as foreign entities and that's something that went on a lot and there's a, a man that works for Bill Gates named Nathan Mervold, who deeply in Epstein Poppet. That that that's who Alan Dershowitz said uh, Virginia actually had S word with. He said it wasn't me; it was this guy. You're mistaken. And Virginia's like, no, it was you. Uh, but that guy, um, Nathan, he's the chief of technology officer at Microsoft, or he was, but he also runs a company uh, for patents, and he. Is, has been involved in this, what they call this kind of patent mill, where they buy all these patents up and then force kind of strong arm corporations say, oh, you got to buy the rights from us where you can't use these things and all. And they squash smaller companies with this all the time. It's a, a huge problem. And I'm not against patents. I'm against patent abuse. And that's what this is. And he's a, a Gates employee, but he met Epstein in the 90s. We know that he flew on Lolita in 96 and 97. And he also, and then he didn't, just like Bill, I don't have any business relationships with this guy. That's not a good story. If you don't have any business relationships with him, then what are you doing? <laughs> You're just friends. You're just going to a pizza party like Andrew didn't do. Um, so he's like, I don't know the guy. And then he goes to Sarov, Russia and spends two days with him and a three week vacation. He definitely knew him. He, he borrowed his jet. So I guess they're just buddies that, you know, here, have an airplane. Uh, and he spent the night in New York and he spent the night in Florida. This is the head officer of the, the chief of technology at Microsoft. You may maybe heard of that company. <laughs> and he's spending the night with Epstein and going on vacation with him in Russia and borrowing his plane. So they're, they're like this, right? Um, there's also a story where Epstein brought some Russian models into intellectual ventures, which is uh, something that uh, Nathan Mervold owns. And he's just walking in there. Who does this, right? Well, let me bring some kids into this professional business, you know, this investment business, you know. Well, that's what he did. Um, that's just one of Bill Gates' employees. There's um, Boris Nikolic. I don't know if you talked about him and i saw you did a a video about bill gates i'm trying not to cover the same things but we'd have to talk about this guy anyway that he was introduced to epstein by uh melanie walker and she's known epstein since 1992 and that's an important date as well because people want to know how far back this goes you know does it go to the early 90s to the 80s was Ari bin Menashe telling the truth? Well, it seems like it does go further back than people were assuming. She became his science advisor. She's allegedly a neurosurgeon. 
Uh, she may have had a diploma mill, maybe not. Uh, and then she meets a guy that works for Bill Gates. He goes and works for this foundation in 2006 and introduced Nicolik to Epstein. And then these, these guys, you'll see them in pictures together. I think I sent you one with uh, Boris Nikolic and Bill Gates and Jess Staley and Larry Summers and Jeffrey Epstein all together. I mean, the amount of creep in that room at that time. <laughs> I'm surprised the camera didn't break, but they're there. Jess Staley, by the way, is the one from JP Morgan. Now he's at, in Barclays in the UK, but he um, visited Epstein in jail about 70 times. Uh, he and Dubin did a business uh, venture together. Glenn Dubin, I'm talking about another billionaire, the who his wife was used to date Epstein, and Epstein wanted to marry their daughter. And it's it's Biden esque how degenerate these people are. Um, but Nikolic as was actually named as an executor for Epstein's will, should Darren Endike and Co. not do it. That was the number three guy. And of course, he's like, what? Uh, I don't know the guy. I'm shocked. Why would he do this? For his 1953 trust, he wrote two days before he was murdered. Basically, as soon as they had his money, they're like, all right, we're done with you. You know, <laughs> it wasn't actually two days. It was 36 hours because he was killed very early or hung himself, whatever, very early in the morning. And there was a, a leak by an EMT person 45 minutes before the news broke on the three letter networks. And he did it on 4chan, but saying Epstein's dead. They um, made damn sure he was not going to be resuscitated by just leaving him dead for about 40 minutes. So I know there are people that think he's still alive and escaped to Israel, whatever, but it, come on. That, that's like the people that deny airplanes on 9-11. Like, there is a conspiracy here, but it ain't that crazy. got a smile on the face now in bumpkin land okay let's bring ryan dawson in invite onto the screen here we go can amy please put a comment in the chat so acknowledge what she's doing today on her birthday <laughs> how she's enjoying it are you eating cake? Relaxing? Watching some Netflix? Not answering the many messages coming in on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else? Hey, here we go. We've got Ryan back. Yes, here we are. We left off talking about Bill Gates, Black, and I'd asked Ryan about if all this money came over that we obviously know the reasons black that it was given financial planning, whatever is absolute nonsense. What <laughs> that money before? And just to try and paraphrase Ryan, then Ryan said, there's like a money go round whereby tax dodging is a component of this. If you give some of that money to a legitimate 
I think the examples we were using were like universities, mm -hmm. then you're able to not pay taxes or write the amount off your taxes. There's some, some kind of tax avoidance strategy going on. But Ryan also said that an amount of money of that size is indicative that these big players had been honey trapped. Could, could you expand on that a little bit then? Yeah, you got two, two types. You have those who are ideologically in agreement with it who are siphoning money off of everyone else to further the interests of a foreign state. And then you have others that are forced to do it or else they, and uh, so that's just your classic honey trap and Epstein Epstein's not alone there. There, and there've been other rings, the DC Madame um, you'll see most of the people in government are compromised. Um, even some of the good guys, like when, Scott Ritter, uh, the former chief weapons inspector that said there aren't any weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Well, he got hit with a honey trap online and, and his name was smeared and all. And if they don't have one, they'll just make it up. Uh, Vitter Spitzer turned, you know, Elliot Spitzer went against the, um, the corporate bailouts. And then it came out that he had an 18 year old mistress or whatever. So a lot of these people have no self-control. That's why they're in government. And they'll catch you. They'll film you. They'll compromise you. Three speakers of the house in a row were compromised sexually. Um, Dennis Hastert had been raping little boys at a wrestling school. He, and he's the mm. most powerful person. He had Pelosi's position, right? Like this is three in a row. So you often see these compromised politicians, judges, and so on. Epstein was more so targeting the science and technology because that's what Israel was hungry for. They already have the Congress, right? So they, he was aiming at uh, at uh, American tech and innovation and siphoning that off. That was his thing. And I mean, who the hell has a black book that has the president of the United States, a prime minister of the UK, two prime ministers of Israel, royal families, um, not just the, the British royal family uh, members either. I mean, Tony Blair's in there, Clinton's in there, Ahud Barat, Ahud Umart. What is going on, right? This is going all the way to the highest level. He didn't tinker around with millionaires. He went after billionaires and those with other kinds of power, like heads of state. So this was a deep, like Eric Weinstein said, we tripped over their little iceberg and it's way bigger than anybody realizes. This wasn't just uh, Wexter Dubin and, you know, Brunel Maxwell and Epstein and some sort of weird pervert ring. This was organized and supported by states. Wexter himself, the mega group, the Steinharts, uh, the Bronfman family, that is the second generation of Haganah, which are the terrorists that created the Israeli state in the first place. And that's who's organized this thing. As for the money triangle, here's an example, like the, the, the Koch Foundation spelled C-O-U-Q. I don't know if that's Cook or whatever, but that Epstein owned that. He gave Ohio State, because Ohio's Wexner territory, right? Ohio State two and a half million dollars to build a, a football stadium or something, and it doesn't actually cost that. Then uh West Nexter's uh charitable fund, then Epstein's Cock Foundation, and another thing he made called the Financial Trust Company gave forty-six point six million dollars to YLK Charitable Fund, which is run by Abigail Wexner. And then $33 million is transferred by the Wexner Charitable Fund back and $10 million given to Epstein's cock. So it's just going, C-O-U-Q, by the way, it's just going in a circle, right? And that was one of the more simpler ones. Sometimes they'll bounce it around a couple more times. But 
the the Clinton Foundation, the Gates Foundation, they do this all the time. Oh, we're philanthropic, but you're giving money to other rich people, insanely rich people, saying, "Oh, I gave it to this charity, who gave it to another charity, it, and it ends up back in your pocket, and then it's not taxed." Uh, that's one reason, but a lot of it is that a lot of this money disappears as you shift things around so much. You say, "Where is this going?" And it's going to foreign states and operations. Like they have to pay for this. And they are using political blackmail for influence. So you look at this. You look at the, this flag behind me right now. I couldn't say it when you're on YouTube, but they're bombing the piss out of Gaza right now. After they blocked Palestinians from being able to, to celebrate Ramadan in their gathering spot, shot a 16-year-old in the back and pelvis, killed a 60-year-old woman, killed a one-year-old baby, um, put 83 people in the hospital. Then Hamas starts firing rockets. Of course, they start the story in the middle and act like they're reacting to it. This will not be on a single U.S. news network. Not a single one of these three-letter networks, the Times and Post, are going to report what Israel has been doing to Palestine or the fact that they've annexed territory and are abusing these people and building racial colonies. None of that's going to be in there. It's just going to be the narrative from the Israeli side. And that's this, what Epstein and these people do. This ties into a question you just received from Tim Wilson, which is a centrist group... Uh, Human Rights Watch, a centrist group, have released a 200-plus page report on Israel apartheid called A Threshold Crossed. Could you talk about this and current events in East Jerusalem and Gaza? Well, I haven't read that report yet, but I've, I've read other reports from Human Rights Watch and others. And, you know, there's only one side that fears the camera, and that's the Israelis. They have... A, an ongoing annexation, they build racial colonies. They call them settlements, but it's cities for Jews and only Jews. Like imagine a white only city, how racist that would be and how it would be worldwide condemned. But they can go into Janine or Bethlehem or any when just take some bulldozers, knock down all the houses, build houses for their group of people exclusively, just burn down the farms. If anybody resists, they shoot them. They've just taken this land Nazi style. And you would think with the hyperactive anti-racism in the United States, where everybody's running around trying to find a witch to burn, you know, talking about police defunding all this craziness. And yet when there is actual blatant racism like that, they don't care because when you resist that, you get censored, you get, you get abused really. I've been abused for sticking up for voiceless people, whether it's Yemen, Palestine, Libya, Ukraine, etc. You're not allowed to defend those people, or you know, you're an, you're evil. You didn't want to go to war in Iraq. You must love Saddam. It's that kind of light switch brain. It's, there's there's a lot of things in between. <laughs> a, just love Saddam or don't go to war. You know, but the, the Palestinians are occupied in Gaza. They they put them on a calorie count. Israel's bombed universities, agricultural centers. People died in their bedrooms. They put children in prison. Uh, they torture these people. And then in the West Bank, they're just destroying their houses. And also East Jerusalem, they're doing the same thing, bulldozing houses and building Jewish-only colonies, racial colonies. I mean, it's insane. And that's going to have a, a clapback of anti-Semitism. Of course, it's not the Jews doing this. It's the Israeli state doing this. But people often confuse a government with an ethnic group which is preposterous, but that does happen. And uh, and it's not the Arabs doing having it done to them either. It's the Palestinians. Plenty of other Arab-majority nations are just as bad. Like Saudi Arabia 
partners up with Israel and Syria, aiding Al Qaeda and slaughtering uh, Shiite groups over there. So it's not a it's not a Jew Arab thing or anything like that. It is government, and the Israeli state can get away with all the murder and mayhem that it does for this because it's allied with the United States. And the United States tortured people in Abu Ghraib, sodomized young boys, demasculating them, recorded it, and played it for their mothers. Simon Hirsch put that at the, in the New York Times. Uh, and then he had to write it, I think it was in New Yorker, and some others picked it up. They sodomized kids, they tortured people, they castrated people, they, they beat people naked. Uh, and the Iraqis all saw this. And you wonder why so many people gravitate to the Islamic militant groups and stuff. It's like because you firebombed Fallujah. You starved half a million children to death between the two Iraq wars. That's what the Clintons did. And actually, it's more than that. The little, the famous clip, you know, of uh, we've heard five, Hillary Clinton's laughing about it and all. And, uh, oh, 500,000 children have starved to death. <laughs> that was in 97. There were six more years of sanction after that. And each year it gets worse and worse. They blow up their water treatment facilities and they wrote papers about this. When I say they, I'm talking about Pearl Wolf, which from the same people that are on the part of Robert Kagan, William Crystal's group on the weekly standard. They're, they're saying, yeah, well, chlorine can be doubled as um, an agent in mustard gas, but really it, they won't be able to, to sanitize their water and start ending up with things like typhus and stuff like that. And they, they didn't care. Like, yeah, blow it up. Oh, well, all these innocent will suffer and die, including especially the young and the elderly and the babies. Didn't matter. They're like, Saddam's a threat to Israel. We got to we got to destroy the whole nation. And there's <laughs> massive billions that to be made, trillions to be made from the contracts oh, yes. surrounding that. Halliburton, Kellogg, Brown and Root, Bechtel, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, which we call Lottagreed Martin. Uh, they made bank. And then you look at the people, it's Liz Cheney was a president of one of the divisions, Dick Cheney's wife, of Lockheed Martin. You look at the board of directors for these groups that are receiving government money. And then you look at the policymakers, not in Congress, but in the Pentagon, a huge unelected branch of government. And it's just a big revolving door. They used to call it the Iron Triangle. And as a guy, Richard Cummings, that wrote a, a really scathing piece on Lockheed Martin, and nobody would publish it other than Penthouse Magazine, which is like a Playboy magazine. The same one that published the Unabomber. They're like, yeah, we'll do it. You know, But it's it's got nothing to do with Penthouse normal articles, I guess. But it was called Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. It went all over it. And Lockheed Martin is the one that financed the Weekly Standard. So these guys, the, the, the Gary Schmitz and Fred Barnes and uh, William Crystal, Robert Kagan, whose wife, Victoria Newland, is part of the coup in Ukraine, all these ugly, nasty people that were writing lies about Iraq, that lied about anthrax in a meeting in Prague, which which it's attached to Iraq to 9-11 erroneously. Uh, they got money from Lockheed Martin. Lockheed Martin doesn't care where you go to war. Any war is good for them. They get to sell more planes. <laughs> yeah, I remember the, Sa the Saudi soldiers were smashing up, ripping babies out of incubators. And, Iraqis, and smashing yeah. Iraqi soldiers were ripping babies out of incubators and smashing them on the floor. All completely made up, wasn't it, to justify war? Well, Naira, who gave that speech, was the daughter of the Kuwaiti ambassador, and she was coached by Hill and Noten PR firm. The, you should have noticed right away, like, why is a 15-year-old with perfect English in a needle-natal and intensive care unit? She's like, they ripped them out of the incubators. They threw them on the cold floor. <laughs> that never happened. 
And George Bush Sr. put that in his speeches and stuff, and Tom Lantos and all that. The, the, they're just, you know, this is another Holocaust, Saddam is another Hitler. That's just what they do because that's just emotion. Stop thinking Holocaust. You know, that's you've seen the pictures. It was not a Holocaust. There was obviously there were no babies ripped out of ink. But why would Iraqi soldiers do that anyway? All oh, this baby. I'm the, no one, no one would do that. Maybe Israelis. No one would do that. It never happened. Uh, there, Kuwait was angle drilling into Iraq. Saddam actually sought permission before he acted because he's a CIA asset in the beginning, anyway. Um, and the, the April Gallup and others have been all over this. Gareth Porter's done a lot of great work on it. Scott Horton's done great work on it. People at antiwar.com. Justin Romando is no longer with us, but he's done great work on it. They did not go into Iraq based on mistakes. It was intentional lies. And it wasn't for American interests, and it was not for oil. It was for Israel. America lost oil imports when they invaded Iraq. But Israel got 77% of all its oil imports from the Kurdish annex region in the northern part of Iraq. As in Forbes, you can look that up. 77% of Iraqi oil, of, of all of Israel's oil, came from Iraq after America went in and died and smashed it up to bits. And then the rest went to China. China had no oil from Iraq. Now that's their biggest importer. So America went against its own interests to help the Israelis. They did that again in Libya. The French and all these Europeans are dealing with the migrant crisis weapon because they all got unleashed from Northern Africa when they killed Gaddafi, but they had to because Egypt had just had a, a coup. Mubarak was out. They reopened the Suez Canal so Libya could trade oil with the Chinese, and they also were opening the border with Gaza. So the Gazans were going to get aid from the Libyans. So Israel said, nah, -uh. sent the Europeans in there. America led from behind. France goes, bombs the hell out of Libya. Al-Qaeda acted as the ground forces. That country's been turned upside down. And then there's a refugee crisis flooding Europe. France went against its own interests to kowtow to Israel. This is how deep the tentacles go. Nobody in the press will talk, tell you the truth about the Iraq war or Libya or any other of these you know, military escapades. And when they do, it's this gatekeeping nonsense of oil or this or that. It just isn't. Go look up the import exports of oil of Iraq before and after the war. It, it, it doesn't pan out. Like it's a cool story. And a lot of liberals just blame everything on big corporations, man. But if you look at the specifics, that just isn't the case. Sometimes that's the case. I mean, obviously corporate interests are, are a huge influence, but it doesn't this real politic idea that a nation does stuff to further the interests of its own corporations it's it's, it's gone because the biggest corporations are multinational nowadays anyway and you can profit here just by you know insider trading and stocks and things like that by the way i had a question for you Go for it. is a 12 to 1 uh put the call ratio pretty extreme or is that within a normal range 12 to 1. what's the situation for airliners, because uh, right before 9-11, there, there was a 12 to 1 call ratio on that. People put put options only on the airlines involved in the attack and not on other airlines. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. It wasn't just the put to call ratio, though. It was the average daily trading volume. So if you look at the average daily trading volume day per day leading up to 9-11, the anomaly is so outstanding it made headline news. But then, of course, it disappeared because, I mean, the headline news story was basically, this has to be insider terrorist trading. We will trace these trades. We will get these bastards. Then it's bam, gone. 
And yeah. then, it, then it was traced to, I can't remember the exact name of the bank. You've, you've probably got that one. Uh, but Buzzy it was, Cron card. Buzz, I mean, Buzzy, I've got the individuals. XCIA, <laughs> Buzzy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so not only did they know it was coming, they positioned themselves to profit from it. And that was my wake-up call because I was an options trader. You know, I, I understood that. And um, anybody who had anything to do with any of those trades was deputized. So the feds came and said, if you speak to anybody about this, you're going to prison. <laughs> See, and that is, I, I run, I used to run a group called nine 11 truth for grownups on Facebook. I've been banned on Facebook because that, that whole investigation kind of got hijacked by crazies uh, who, you know, deny airplanes or, or halfway deny it. Like think, I just want to take like one minute to show people something. This is the hole in the Pentagon. It's look at the, all that black. It is a giant hole where an airplane did go into the Pentagon. Uh, but what what sites show you is only this hole on the top here, and act like it's a little sixteen foot hole. It's a big. This I know. <laughs> some people are just rolling their eyes, like of course, because the debris from the plane was still there. So was all the passengers. And I also want to show this because I know Richard Gage was on, and he said there's no way a plane could smash through six walls and stuff. This is the shape of the Pentagon. The bottom floors don't have walls. The top is where the rings are. These are the two basement levels. And these two floors where the plane went in, it just hit that wall and went out that wall. That's it. Two walls. And they were not reinforced steel concrete and all that. Here's another photo. I, I hate doing this, but like that is, you can see the rings on the top and the contiguous bottom two floors. There are no rings for it to smash through. And I just find it embarrassing for architects and engineers to not even know the architecture of the building they're going to be making claims about. And, of course, that's not what happened. They just ran around saying, do you, do you support an independent investigation in 9-11? And anybody that said yes, they counted them as a name and said, oh, we've got X number of thousand engineers and stuff to agree with this. No, they didn't. The charlatans took over that. And if you want to know about 9-11, you don't sit there and nitpick about the physics and stuff like that, or running around looking for nanothermite or mini nukes and nonsense like that. They just use shape charges, nothing fancy. We had an intelligence agency caught with explosives, filming the first plane hitting, celebrating the attack. We had men arrested who did illegal work on the fire prevention systems. They sat in jail for 10 years. Khalid Odala, Sakir Hamad, Abdullah Sin, Mahid Hamad, uh, Muhammad Ali Fares. Mosaf Sayyid Amun Sahid. And then you had the Israelis, Yarin Schmel, Sivan Kersberg, Paul Kersberg, Oda Delner, and then their boss, Dominic Suter, and his wife, Ornette Livingston Suter at Urban Moving Systems, illegal front company, filming the first plane hitting. All of them had different stories. They all lied. We have the real information about this event, but it has just been flatlined by the Alex Joneses and stuff of the world that are just obsessed with building seven and just peddling nonsense. And it triggers me to no end because I've spent 20 years of research on this, the grown up version of it. Al Qaeda was not a separate entity. They are real. And Al Qaeda did do nine 11 kind of like the Contras did do Iran Contra. I mean, they're the ones around shooting Santanises and stuff, but where'd they get their guns? Where'd they get their money? They got it from the CIA. Iran-Contra is a perfect example of anybody's like conspiracy say uh, they got convicted for conspiracy. And that involved all the way up to at least to the vice president's office, probably Reagan too, but at least to George Bush Sr., who was a former director of the CIA. They were 
arming the Contras the entire time and publicly denouncing it. And they're doing the same thing in Syria. They arm Al-Qaeda in Syria and they act like, oh, wow, how'd they get those? I guess they're paying for it with the narcotics trade or something. <laughs> you know, and Purple Shovel was busted. And it, it's we still have a relationship with Al-Qaeda. We created them in Afghanistan in the first place, used them on 9-11 or using them in Syria now. And people that are in just denial, like, oh, either think there weren't any hijackers or still alive, which is like the people who say Epstein's still alive. Like, you are totally barking up the wrong tree. I'm glad you don't trust the television or whatever, but now you're on some other charlatan, you know, and you're still just like a dog chasing his tail. You don't know this information and you don't even know that you don't know, but it's out there. I mean, I made a five-hour movie about it. <laughs> See, why is it five hours? I'm like, because it's complicated stuff. <laughs> I like to make an Epstein movie, but um, I think uh, with all the books out there, I don't need to do it. Like, Epstein has not been kookified the way 9-11 has. They tried and they failed. There are a lot of serious people d digging into Epstein, as well as the uh, the thing that's going around. I, I know I'm not going to risk your Patreon to talk about that, but... Um, because they will delete you for that. That that if you saw Tucker Carlson and you saw Rand Paul with uh, we'll call him Doctor Slouchy, uh, they are really hammering them in the gonads right now. Like the whole narrative of the the coof that that Mexican beer thing is falling apart. And uh, I I have some videos about it. If anybody wants to watch it, we put them on PeerTube. Cause I'm not allowed on YouTube or Patreon or Vimeo anymore, but wow. um, that's what happens when you tell the truth, truth about nine 11 there. If you want to say some nonsense, like a missile hit the Pentagon or just whatever, you can put that on YouTube and get millions of views. They will push the disinformation. But when you say what really went down and you go like beyond Wexner, like how that whole thing got set up with the Sunborn Institute and all that, that's when you get censored. And I, I don't even talk about that stuff on your show because I don't want to get you censored. We'd go right up to the line and <laughs> kind of hint and stop. But isn't that ridiculous? Like, we cannot even talk about this stuff <laughs> on social media. Let's, that's let's, let's go over to the next question then. Kelly has asked, Hillary was instrumental in weapons running to ISIS through Libya. Mm -hmm. Do you think truth will come out about Benghazi attack? I mean, it kind of has from as far like if you look at the gray zone with Max Blumenthal or, um, you know, writers for Consortium News or the sort of grown up alternative media, it's not going to it's never going to be on CNN or anything like that. If that's what you, you're like, will they ever do that? Republicans and Democrats, it's kind of a false paradigm. Like, what? because if the Republicans tell on them for Benghazi, then they'll tell on them for this and that. So that, I don't think so, but you're absolutely right that they were running guns uh, from Benghazi. The our ambassador that got killed had two prior attempts on his life before that that they always omit from the story. Hillary's the kind of gal that blamed the attack on an internet video making fun of Muhammad or something. Of course, they went straight to identity politics. It's like, I don't think they're mad about the YouTube video. I think they're mad about invading their country and turning it upside down and giving it to al-qaeda and they were taking there was this huge surplus of weapons when gaddafi was outed from the libyan military that went on the black market and the, the, 
the CIA intermediaries like Purple Shovel and others were taking these caches of weapons and sending them to Al Qaeda fighters in Syria. Uh, but of course, they need plausible deniability, like Ali North says. So the, the CIA cannot just take weapons and sell it to Al Qaeda directly. That would be dumb, even for government. And so uh, they use these intermediaries. And there was a ship busted in Lebanon in route with all the, I mean, I don't know how they could get caught more than what they did. It just doesn't seem to matter. I mean, Hillary Clinton could eat a baby on a stage and they would blame the baby. Like these people have so <laughs> much power, right? They'd be like human shield, something that yeah. was going to grow up to be Adolf, you know, whatever. I mean, the, the Clintons, the, the stuff they did in Haiti, oh, and that that's human trafficking, bestiality, rape of every kind. They don't care. They murder people. Uh, and they did a lot of the same things like with Frank Gooster washing Saudi money in Canada for the Clinton Foundation. And guess who helped set them up? With a global initiative and all that, Jeffrey Epstein, again, because um, the Israelis know how to do this. That's how they created their whole state was gun running and human trafficking, and uh, because it took it was all the worst characters from all these different countries in Europe that helped form that state, and and coming out of World War II, where I think everybody needed therapy after World War II. I mean, it was the cities destroyed, and the worst things that have ever happened to people. And yeah, I mean the Clintons, man. That's uh, Sean's got some great books on them. So does uh, Peter Dale Scott. He's got some stuff on them. Um, it's 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 so people are like, what about Clint? I don't even know what to say. It's overwhelming. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> you can write a John series. John Kerry was pretty bad too. I mean, he was he was Secretary of State after Hillary, and he's with the Biden crime syndicate. Worked with the uh, Boston Mafia boss and um, the the old whitey and and had uh ties you know again to china like biden does with devin archer and chris hines's stepson and of course hunter biden the crack addict and all that it's disgusting they're all degenerate and they and hunter biden was incensed because one of his pimps wasn't uh getting his escorts to his hotel on time and stuff these are the kind of emails we have can you imagine if one of donald trump's children had emails like that uh, no way you know <laughs> the bidens can get away with it because Jeff Zucker and all these people, you, the media is really top down. You're talking about like half a dozen people decide what does and doesn't go on the air. Right. And they're all in the same little network. They're all in the little cabal, you could say. And they don't care about human trafficking. My God, we just had a pedophile ring busted in Germany with 400,000 members uh, buying smut online on the dark web of kids being abused and raped in pornography films little kids like six years old and stuff too four hundred thousand people <sighs> i didn't know I, in my growing up i thought pedophilia was a weird rare thing like cannibalism like oh who would do that it's much more pervasive than i guess us normal people realize <laughs> it's a lot of people are in, into messing with kids and uh child abuse begets child abuse it's kind of the 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 problem like most of the abusers were abused and so on and when you look at the dubins right when bill gates is saying remember what bill gates said there was a very attractive swedish woman and her daughter so i ended up staying rather late you're married man what does that got to do with you staying late with epstein you don't have any business deals you're hanging out at his house and what he brings his friends over and epstein knew good and well what would happen if she brought eva dubin over 
because the, like Kirby Summers is saying they were the test case, right? The Dubins was sort of, I guess the girl was good at it and willing or whatever. She would have been 16, Selena, at the time when Gates was there. Um, Because they tested Virginia too. Like it was the Dubin, it was both of them. One got, uh, Ava was pregnant, so... Isn't that sick? That was in a belly, but uh, uh, she got a massage and then Dubin did it in the living room on like a bearskin rug or whatever. And, you know, she did all the things Maxwell taught her how to do and pretend and stuff. And that they're coaching these people. It was it's so sick. They're doing this to little kids and pass them around. Uh, and they they just train them. They got like little finger in Game of Thrones. Like, nah, you got to fake it like this and do this and tell them that. And, you know, be, be a good piece of meat for the uh the billionaires we're going to pass you around to it's like the only thing they can't buy because it's illegal so they got to have it or something i don't know like i don't i can't even fathom a billion yeah you know how much more that is than a million like people don't realize what another order of magnitude a billion dollars bill gates just lost more money than me sean and everyone watching has ever had he just lost 73 billion dollars <laughs> That's that's the one white pill. Like his divorce, him losing seventy three billion dollars. That's a that's a win, you know. That's, that's, I'll take that as a win. <laughs> so you got loads of questions coming in, Ryan. And I All think right, I'll answer them faster. If I we're going to start. Um, Let's lightning round it. Inviting users onto the screen to ask questions as well. It's about time we started doing that. We haven't done it yet so far on the Outward Unleashed series. So my question to the users is, is any of you users who's got questions, are you set up with a camera whereby you could come on the screen? If you can come on the screen, please put in the chat now and we will pull your question up and invite you on the screen. You've got to ask us a question because then it comes up as a question and then i got you that button then invite user onto the screen you don't have to wear a mask don't have to wear a mask we're sa even. We're safe yeah we're safe tim tim wilson <laughs> tim wilson i'll read you his question while i try to invite him on the screen um israel is loved by fascists because they do not represent the jewish stereotype the weak intellectual woody allen type so the israeli state is looked up to as a perfect fascist state while being loved by anti-semites What's your thoughts on that? I mean, I wouldn't want to be the Woody Allen type either. I mean, look, <laughs> if somebody could outdo Israel in its misery, Woody Allen is adopting his own rape victims. Like, I don't know if that is a Jewish stereotype or not, but there are people that they felt, I think they felt psychologically like they needed to bully somebody because of World War II. They were so humiliated, you know, naked and starving to death in camps and stuff. So they they needed a quick win. So let's go pick on the Palestinians or something. But this current conflict is because Netanyahu needs to retain power or he's going to jail. So first he bombed Latakia in Syria, and then he started uh, messing with Gaza. He agitated them, provoked a reaction because he has to stay in power. And uh, Gantz, you know, Israel is a fascist state. It's a kind of religious fascist state. But the religion isn't Judaism, it's Zionism. It's a, a sort of mixture of religion and politics. It's this weird uh, combination of the two. And it doesn't represent, it's, it has nothing to do with Jews. That, that's like blaming North Korea on its Koreanness. Like it's communist. That's the problem. And the problem with Israel is it's Zionist. It doesn't matter what the people are. 
but that is conflated. And you could, I guess you could make an argument that that's in the psychology for an identity basis or whatever. But the, the problem with Israel is it's enabled by the United States. Like any, otherwise it would have consequences for all these actions, but because it's got big bully America behind it, you know, it can always run behind our legs and, you know, Hey, what are you going to do? If you, if you hit us back, America will carpet bomb you. So you got to blame the United States ultimately. And we have a responsibility in it. All right. So I'm going to go down these questions and I'm giving the each person who's asked the question, the option to come on the screen. No pressure at all. Uh, I imagine that many of you have not got a camera set up anyway. So don't, don't feel um, like you've got to come on the screen. We are enjoying your questions, but I will give you the option to come on the screen. So next one is from Cynthia. Has Ryan linked the finders cults to this general topic or does he have any insight on the CIA links? The finders cults a little bit different than these pedophile rings. They were working on uh, the third version of MK Ultra, and they decided the blank slate way of smashing up people's minds was to do it to kids, because we had Project Naomi and Project MK, and it's so ridiculous because the ultimate result of all this experiments with LSD and brainwashing kids and abusing was, guess what? If you want a Manchurian candidate, it's a lot easier just pay some money to kill someone than it is to try and brainwash them and hypnotize them or any of that nonsense. Well, they wasted a bunch of money on it anyway. And they were sending kids down to Mexico. They told them it was a school. Well, it was a school kind of clockwork orange style, but um, that was right. All in uh, Nova, Northern Virginia, people in Virginia don't consider Northern Virginia, Virginia. It really, it's DC now. Like it's, it's so different from the rest of Virginia. And I get that. I used to live in, uh, Three different cities in Virginia, so I can say that they um they it, it's a sick kind of separate thing. I mean, the FBI was in that, the CIA was involved in that. Uh, the Epstein ring is more of foreign entities. This is the Israelis and their and their uh, cohorts. Finders cult was the CIA, uh, and the CIA the CIA is still number one or two in human trafficking, still, and definitely number one in running uh arms uh and probably drugs so <laughs> I, I would like when they say you know narcotics is funding terrorism not really i mean governments are funding terrorism but narcotics are the explanation for how they have money to get all these toys right but really you know they they can't even escobar was burying cash in holes he didn't know how to move his cash around they didn't even have things to spend it on it's it's not that it's the CIA. I mean, they've been caught moving heroin. They've been caught running guns, and I I'm hoping Doug Valentine will come on Sean's show if we can arrange that because he's got the best uh, books on that, in my opinion. All right. So next question is from Griff: Is Gates divorce a tax dodge or a way of cashing in loads of stock before a crash? Uh, no, this is Melinda's idea. Like she basically when their last child graduated, they're like, we have no reason to be together. That's all it is. And uh, he's going to lose way more from the divorce than he could possibly gain in taxes. All right, let me delete that one then. So Anita wants to know, is the adrenochrome story the truth? Nope. That's, that's not it. That's so far out there. I don't want to make fun of people for it, but come on, that's nonsense. 
you could get adrenaline from i'm not gonna get in it no it's not true <laughs> um okay so next one then is from conal and he wants to know do you think they are prepping us for a false flag alien attack they seem to have market tested two new terms uap and o u w v dot uap seems to have tested better possible that lockdown was to keep people inside while they field test fake spaceships all of this declassification of UFO related material definitely has a purpose, maybe just as a distraction, but I think they only get people united under one flag if we're on the threat. Well, when you hear UFO, you shouldn't jump to alien. It just means unidentified flying object, which is still terrestrial. It means from another country. So like there used to, there were a lot of UFOs in the eighties because they were the Soviet Union and the United States testing stealth bombers and things like that to use on each other, but they're all made by people. Um, but they did use the alien story as a sort of cover where if anybody started looking into like the stealth bomber, for example, the triangle lights in Mexico and all that, it was used and it was very secret, but one way of covering up a covert, but legal and totally uh, terrestrial program was to put out a bunch of stories about space aliens and stuff, because then when someone else was trying to talk about, it, I'm not talking about aliens. I'm talking about, look at all the money they're spending. You think you're spending $800 on a hammer. Come on. They're laundering money. They're have, they're siphoning that off or something else. And they were, it turns out, but that person would be like, Oh, so lizard people or whatever. And you know, you're uh, it's guilt by association. And so they would use the alien story to discredit people who are not talking about aliens, but were talking about the very man-made secret programs and aircraft and whatnot. Um, as far as the false flag goes, I just don't, uh, that would be a, a bad choice. Cause most people don't believe in that kind of stuff. I think, uh, I think also nine 11 kind of killed major false flags in the United States. Cause no matter what they do, most people are going to go, uh, uh-uh. you know, <laughs> they, they messed that up. Uh, more or less, um, we're, they're going to continue the coup in Ukraine. Uh, it, it seems like the next spot for violence is, is going to be trying to add Ukraine to NATO, which will flare up things with Russia. It's going to be nuts. As far as the lockdowns go, it squashed small businesses, consolidated wealth on the top so they could buy people out for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, and I, I can't talk, I, we can't talk about that thing because it'll get us in trouble. That's yeah, how well, you know it's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And there's still loads more questions coming in for you. Uh, my question, though, for the people watching has anyone got a camera set up so you can yes. actually join us on the screen? And you will be the first ever person to join us on the screen and that would unleash the series so is someone going to step up while i can somebody pop the cherry while i continue to ask the questions all right so we've got from deleted user pedos are they mentally sick or is it just a preference in the same way that some people have a sexual preference for example so if that's their preference and obviously they must be stopped but how jail won't stop them as it's ingrained into them Thank you for your good work. We say that it's not the petrodollar, it's the pedodollar, right? <laughs> um, the world runs on blackmail. Uh, I have heard psychologists and stuff try and claim that, oh, it's just just like, you know, a normal sexual fetish or something. I don't know what, you know, I'm not a psychologist, but I, I 
it tends to be people who are severely abused. It's not a normal thing at all. And I don't care if it is because there's another component to it. If you are attracted to children, don't act on it because the child doesn't want to be part of it. You know, I mean, if you're attracted to dogs, you can't rape a dog like you just I don't it doesn't matter what the reason is. You can't do that to another person. So, you know, it, people like all manner of stuff. And when it's two consenting adults, I don't care if you want to finger each other's butts or whatever. It doesn't matter. No, it's if you're both into that. A little weird. So what? But you can't do things to children. They don't have agency. You can't you can't do that. In my opinion, I don't think it's uh, just a sexual fetish like, you know, liking long hair or something or pantyhose or something like that. I think it is a degenerate perversion. If there's something it's, I don't even know if it's all sexual. It's about control, about trying to ruin and wreck somebody. They, they get off on that same reason, same kind of person that would beat a child, right? Why would you hit a child? Right. Cause they, they enjoy it. Like they, like they love the, the power and the control over the person. It's, there's no, like, it's not a, good fight or anything obviously they just smashing the hell out of a kid like who abuses children you got something messed up and if you're like well i just enjoy hitting kids well fuck you anyway like you can't do that you can't harm children we gotta protect our babies and to add on to that then i've got a true crime podcast called inside the minds of pedophiles with dr sarah goody and i actually felt sick after speaking to her but if you want to understand all of the various types and proclivities and her theories revolving around, you know, that stuff, then go on the true crime um, podcast playlist. I'll just go on YouTube and put in inside the minds of pedophiles, Dr. Sarah good. And that one should come up for you. So we've got, um, Conal has said that, um, He's willing to come on, but um, I've pressed the thing. Oh, here we go. Everything. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, now. First How are you doing? All right. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. My first time on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and and do you have do you have any further questions for Ryan, please? Um, not really. But in terms of false flags, I suppose there was a lot of school shootings there. Questionable, like. Uh, where people were saying they saw, you know, people in uh, cops, like SWAT gear, and they were doing the killings and stuff like that. So I don't know, like, I think false flag, false flags, although, yeah, 9-11 would have met people, like, you know, pretty kind of uh, untrusting about a lot of stuff to go for. And we an awful lot of stuff. Like, and the bigger the lie, the easier it is to believe in a lot of cases. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, what are your thoughts on agent provocateurs, Ryan? Yeah, it happens sometimes, but you got to look at these things case by case. What often happens is it's it's almost a cult-like mentality. Like, they, let's say there's a school shooting or whatever. There's a mass shooting somewhere. Within 24 hours, there's already this complex conspiracy theory about it. And I think you can't just jump straight to that. And I'm definitely not one of these people that just dismisses things outright. Of All oh, conspiracies don't happen. I mean, I have... That's, I, I, I am, I'm the conspiracy guy, uh, but I do, I do the real ones. And there are, there are sometimes a shooting is just a shooting and it's awful, and, but not everything is a false flag. The, the, 
the guy the, is two kind of camps really. I mean, the people that don't think conspiracies ever happen and the ones who think they always happen are both wrong. A conspiracy is every covert operation ever carried out by any intelligence agency is a conspiracy. That's all it is. It's organized lying and doing things that we otherwise considered illegal, right? So every operation the CIA or MI6 or anything has ever done is a conspiracy. You have people conspiring to lie to the public so they can do something that would be considered illegal. Those are all conspiracies. So they happen all the time. Organized crimes involved in conspiracy gets convicted for it. Any RICO stat, you know, that's a conspiracy. It's a business to do crime. So conspiracy is, I have a film called Decades of Deception on my website that goes over a 50-year timeline of known convicted conspiracies. So if you ever want ammo, someone's like, oh, conspiracy. What do you think the moon landing is fake? What? Just pop in that film and just some of them they'll know, like Iran-Contra, and some they won't know, Operation Washtub, things like that. It's pretty much par for the course. But as far as the shootings and stuff, it's a case-by-case -case thing. Most shootings are just shootings. Um, and everybody blames whatever they already hate, right? The left will blame the guns because they don't like guns. Uh, people who hate Big Pharma will blame SSRIs. People will think uh, they're trying to take our guns, so they fake the whole thing because they love guns. They all just, uh, it reminds me of this episode of Star Trek, actually, where this the guy asked them all, what's the most important invention in the last hundred years? And of course, the the weapons engineer says the phaser, the, the, um, the uh, doctors talked about some kind of medicine and the engineer said the warp engines, it was always whatever was in their field was the most important thing. <laughs> and so often when, whenever there's some kind of event, a shooting, the gun people will be like, Oh my God, they faked that to take our guns. The anti-gun people will say, Oh, see what guns do. The anti-drug people will be like, they were out of their mind on drugs. Now they might be out of their mind. Like one of these groups might be correct but they're right for the wrong reason. They're just picking their, you know, they've already got a conclusion in mind before it happens, right? So I try to look at them individually. And from my experience in the US, most shootings are not false flag. Most shootings are shootings. Uh, there have been a couple weird ones. Um, and I don't know that that's safe on Patreon either. So. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to stop here anyway. We've gone 20 minutes overtime, Ryan. Really appreciate that. Conal, um, message me. I'm going to choose any of my books from Amazon, and I'm going to have that sent to you directly from Amazon. And uh, next week, if you do have a camera or phone set up whereby you will put your face on the screen with us, you will also get any of my free books, uh, any of my books sent to you, one of them free from Amazon. So huge thank you for Ryan for staying on tonight for over an hour. And... As usual, you know, going really deep. So please support what he's doing. We've put all of his links out there. They've been in the chat. And if you if you see any of his stuff we're doing on YouTube, all of his links are, are down there as well. So, you know, he, he appreciates your love and support. I appreciate it. It's 4 a.m. in Japan, but I love If you guys do end up doing the Saturday show at 10 in the morning, that's like seven in the afternoon here. That would be perfect. I'll be your Saturday guy if you want. But like, if you guys do add that show, I heard you talk about it. You weren't sure. If you what it is, it's a pre-record, that one, Ryan. It's a, it's a, it's done in the studio. Uh, yeah. But um, right. if you get your ass out to London, we could get you in the studio. I went there once. Um, I don't – the travel restrictions. I don't want to go to Europe right now. It's like – 
I, I don't like wearing face diapers and all that stuff. So I'm just, I live in a free country. Why would I go to there? Yeah. <laughs> but if it, if all, when all that clears up, I'd love to come to the UK and meet the crew and all that. And Definitely. I, I'd like to go to Ireland again too. Yeah. Guys, right. if you want to know about 9-11 and not just a, another film about building seven fell too fast and look weird. If you want serious, serious research on September 11th, uh, Ash just put the link in the Empire and Mast, and that also helps our site and research into Epstein and all these other things. It's um, it, it's been my life's work unraveling that and JFK. Like I've spent more time on those two things uh, than any other event. Uh, so <laughs> that I'd appreciate it. if you just want to donate to the site, just consider getting the movie. It's five hours or it's four hours and fifty eight minutes, so you, it might take a couple sittings or whatever but you watch 10 minutes you watch the whole thing some people like i watched it five times it it hits on everything and there are people that have been looking at 9 11 stuff for 10 12 years and like i didn't know any of this stuff like i know because it's always the same circle building seven failed too fast it looks like squibs are making bomb i don't talk about the physics at all because it's been done to death i'm gonna give the rest of the story empire unmasked that, that's what you need to watch if you want to get it and help us out at ANC Report. I got a lot of nerds I got to pay. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, brother. You get uh, some sleep in at least tonight, then. Cheers. Hope so. All the best, Sean. Thank you. Take care, Ryan. Bye bye. Bye. Peace in Palestine. Thanks. So, if you are watching and you've been enjoying this evening so far, the offer stands. If you want to join us with Donal or Matthew Steeples, if you want to put your face on the screen, you're going to get a free copy of any of my books sent to you directly from Amazon. And I need Donald to get in touch with his address, mailing address for that. Um, we got, got Conal, sorry, Conal. Conal and Donald, how's this happened? I've got, our next guest is Donald. And our previous viewer on the screen was Conal. Yes, synchronicity. Matthew Stiefels has joined us. He is here. Good evening. Okay, let me bring Donald in right now. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Page five, I believe. Not on page five, there's Matthew. Be getting to you, Matthew, in about 30 minutes. That's next page. Next page. Okay, page five. Got him. So Donald has expertise in many true crime subjects. He's going to be coming in right now. Let me know in the chat if you want to join us on the screen.